Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. You doing all right this morning? All right, I'm glad you're in the house today. Hope you're having a good day. In September last year, economists projected that there were over 500,000 new jobs put in place in September of last year. But out of those jobs, only 194,000 of those jobs were actually filled. The, the driving factor they determined was this, that there was a massive labor shortage. In fact, in the five or six months leading up to September of last year, job openings hit a, a brand new record high. And But despite of all, in all of that, there were uh, job openings everywhere. In fact, they said that uh, the workforce contracted in September and the labor force participation set at record, 45-year record low. So uh, you'll remember in August of 2021 that uh, the news reported that over 4 million Americans quit their jobs. Just suddenly just decided, we don't want to work anymore, so they quit their jobs. Uh, and so it was stated that there are now more jobs available than people looking for work. Are y'all still here? Okay, so you know this is true, not just on the national level, you know this is true on the local or state level as well, because how many of you have been to a place, let's say a restaurant or uh, just some business, and it seems like everywhere you go, aren't there signs in the window that say, now hiring, help wanted, right? So, so this, is, this is happening everywhere. In fact, we also know that there are restaurants, some of my favorite ones, that have shortened their hours of operation because they can't staff all the needed positions, right? And, and so it's just like there's this massive shortage uh, going on. But this is not a new issue. In fact, what we discover is, is that this issue has been going on Forever. Let's look at this passage of scripture because 2,000 years ago Jesus addresses this issue in Matthew chapter 9 in verses 35 through 38. I'm going to read it out of the Message Bible. It sounds a little bit different than you probably learned it. Maybe it will grab your attention this way. Listen to what happens. It says, Then Jesus made a circuit of all the towns and villages. He taught in their meeting places. He reported kingdom news and he healed their diseased bodies. Uh, and, and, and healed their bruised and hurt lives. And when he looked out over the crowds, listen to this, his heart broke. You still here? The way I learned it was like this. He was moved on by compa with compassion. Okay, it's quiet up in here. His heart broke. Can I just stop? I, I wasn't planning on this. Can I just tell you that the appropriate response to what we see going on in the world around us is not anger, it's not resentment, it's not offense, it's not uh, disgust. The appropriate response of a Christ follower, the only one that will get his stamp of approval and his participation is this, that our hearts break. Our hearts must be moved by compassion once again. Where we see what's going on around us. We see people struggling. We see people hurting. We see people trapped in confusion. And our hearts break within us. That is the appropriate response 
It says, when he looked out over the crowds, his heart broke because they were confused and aimless. They were like sheep with no shepherd. This is his response. He says, what a huge harvest. Now listen to what he says. How few workers. Listen to what he says. Here are the instructions. On your knees and pray for harvest hands. I learned it like this. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Jesus himself recognized and drew attention that there was to, to the fact that there's this shortage of help. And so he's moved on by compassion because he sees these people wandering and wounded. But he does more than just see them as needy because I don't want you just to see people as needy. We could walk out of here today with, an, with this idea that what we ought to do is just walk out of here and see all these confused, broken people that are trying to find answers and we should see them as needy. They are needy, yes, but I also want you to recognize that Jesus not only saw them as needy, he saw them as ready, ready for good news, ready for rescue, ready for healing, ready for their lives to be changed. He recognized that all of the confusion and brokenness that had trapped them and that was surrounding them did more than just make them needy and made them ready. And I declare to you today that all around us there are ready people. There are ready people. There are people everywhere you go in Starbucks, in, in Walmart, in the bank, at your place of employment, in your neighborhood. And yes, they're needy, but they are also ready. If somebody would step up and share the good news, if somebody would lay your hands on them with the authority given to you by the Holy Spirit and heal their sick bodies, they're ready to see some change take place in their lives. But Jesus said, there's a shortage. Not enough workers. It's not a new problem. In fact, the, 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 the issue actually existed long before Jesus ever walked into Israel in a physical form because in Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30, God identifies the same, the same issue. He, it says this, and he said, I sought for a man among them that should build up the wall and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. But listen to what God says. I found none. I found nobody. God, God literally shines a spotlight on this fact right here. There is whole help. He says, listen, there's a gap here. There's a shortage in heroes. There's a shortage of stand-ins. There's a shortage of rescue workers. There's a shortage of workers, helpers, heroes that are willing to step in in the middle of destruction, on the, on the doorstep of destruction, on the threshold of me wiping this place out. There's a shortage of people that are willing to step up into the hole and close the gap so that I can see them trying to help. And partner with them. So, so this is not a new situation. The, 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 there's, the, God is saying, I need gap help. I need whole help. And, and so I want us to examine the implications of, in Scripture of what takes place when there's a shortage in help. Um, but but, 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 but may, may I just point it out to, once again, in the middle of political and social upheaval, in the middle of mass shootings, in the middle of widespread sickness and sadness, in the middle of helplessness that's overtaken the hearts of many, I think we're right. Right back where Jesus was on that day when he says, I see that the harvest is ripe, but there's not enough hands reaching out to grab the harvest and bring it in. So we must be moved. 
I've referenced this passage before, but I want to bring it to your attention again. It's found in Luke chapter 5. And Luke chapter 5, an interesting uh, situation takes place. There's a, a, a parallel um, account that probably is not the same account, but very similar. I'll reference also in John chapter 21. But let's start in, in Luke chapter 5. Listen to what happens. Uh, Jesus is walking down the seashore, and, and he sees disciples, and they've been fishing all night. And he says to them to, to fish. Listen to their reply in, in Luke chapter 5, beginning of verse 5. Master Simon replied, we've worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time, their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. And a shout for help. Listen to that phrase. A shout for help. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. And soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. Jesus is about to begin his ministry. He's walking along the seashore and he sees frustrated fishermen. Might I just, this I didn't, I didn't, this is not my notes. Can I just tell you this morning, just let me, let me, let me help you this morning. Uh, if you consider yourself a Christian, can you hear this statement this morning and apply it to you? When, fisher, when fishermen don't fish, they fight. <clears throat> That's free. I didn't come up with that. Uh, that's a Max Lucado uh, chapter in a book that I love so much. But, but it stuck with me all these years because I recognize that that's what happened. When fishermen aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing, they end up fighting one another. All right? So that one's free. But he sees these guys, and they're frustrated. They've caught nothing. They, they feel like failures. If you're fishermen and you don't catch fish, you feel like failures. And they want to quit. And they want to resign. And, and, and Jesus says, throw your nets back out. They, they obey. That's the one thing they had going for them is they were willing to obey. And all of a sudden, this time they not only catch fish, but they catch so many fish that the nets are strained beyond their limits. This leads Simon Peter to call for help. Fortunately, in this particular passage, there wasn't a shortage in help on this day. They had some friends in another boat who came to their rescue and their assistance. And the result is this, that when the, when, 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 when the hole was filled, when the hole was filled, so Simon calls for help and if they, they, they fill the gap and they land fish. They handle the harvest, Right? They handle and help secure the catch. Here's my simple question, because I think this is what the enemy wants us to miss right here. How many fish, how many souls are lost because there was nobody for God to partner with to land the harvest? Jesus gave a harvest, but listen to this. He expected the disciples to harvest the harvest. Okay. State it as plainly as I know how to state it. Here it is. The disciples in the boat had to get the fish in the boat. Jesus gives them the fish, but it was the disciples' responsibility to get them into the boat. Right? So, so, so I need you to listen to me. That This required harvest help. Right? Harvest help. Simply, informs, Scripture informs us this. Jesus, if you learned it in the version I said, uh, or I learned, it, it's this statement. There is a Lord of the harvest. He says, pray to the Lord of the harvest. Right? He says, pray. There is a Lord of the harvest. Right? He declares there's a Lord of the harvest. Right? So, so he says, pray to the Lord of the harvest. But I want you to notice what he doesn't tell them to pray. 
He does not say, pray to the Lord of the harvest to give us a harvest. Are you with me? He says, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will give us laborers to actually handle the harvest. Pray that the people that have been saved will in turn turn around and find people that are not saved and help them get saved. Okay. So, 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 so in other words, he's saying that, that, there's, that, that nothing has changed, that there's this, this need for us to help to, to, to get people that don't know him into the harvest. He, there's been an, can I just tell you, there's been an, a harvest awarded to this body, to you as an individual. There, are, there has been a harvest awarded to you by the Lord of the harvest. It is guaranteed you don't even have to pray for it. It is quiet up in here. You do not have to pray, God send me people to win into your kingdom. It is guaranteed that the Lord of the harvest is going to send you the opportunity to, 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 to have a harvest. What we need to pray is that we will recognize those that are ready and get into place and rescue those that are lost. Okay, so... so, so, so um, Harvest is lost only when there aren't enough hands to handle the harvest. So, so let's get really personal then. Since I already got personal, let me get personal again. What are you doing to help secure the harvest? Not what's the church doing. What are you doing? Not what is the pastor doing. Not what is the youth pastor doing. Not as, not as uh, what is the finance team doing. What are the kids workers doing. What are you doing to help secure the harvest? I, I, what hole are you filling? What gap are you closing? So how are you serving to produce salvation? How are you helping to produce healing? So, 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 so. My question then is this, is I'm glad that you attend here on Sundays. I'm thankful every one of you are here every Sunday. Most of you are here every Sunday. I'm so thankful for your faithfulness that you come in here and you fill a seat on Sunday. I'm so thankful. It's much better preaching to everyone than to no one. I can promise you we had to do that not too long ago because of what we did here in the sanctuary. It kind of stunk. And I went back like it was like we were locked down once again and I preached to a camera. It stinks. I'm much, literally that night, but, 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 but figuratively, in the, uh, but it's so much better when you're in the seats. So I'm glad you're in the seats. But my question is, is what are you doing during the week that is partnering with God to secure the harvest that he is giving us? Glad, I'm glad you fill the chair, but are you doing anything once you get here to pull the net in? We have been called to provide whole help. I, I, I look around and and, and I see such a huge harvest. I don't know if you even realize this, so I decided I'd tell you that since January 1st of 2022 until September the 11th, 2022, God has brought 75 new souls into the kingdom on Sunday mornings just in services. So I'm thankful for that. I am. 
I, I don't, don't want us to take that for granted. So I can, I can, without a doubt, without any hesitation, say there is a huge harvest being presented to us. There is a harvest being presented to us. People are ready. People are ripe. People are looking. People are out here trying to find answers. The harvest is ready. But let me just ask you another question. In John chapter 21, I mentioned it. There's a, almost a parallel account, almost verbatim. It's, it's like it's the same story, but I, I don't believe it is because this one's after Jesus' resurrection. And they throw the nets, and the Bible says that they catch 153 fish. Can, can, can we get really practical? Can, can I ask you this, this question? If Jesus trusted us with the same harvest that he gave the disciples... And next Sunday, 153 new people showed up. What would we do? Could we handle it? Would we be positioned to, to secure the harvest? Or, and by my humble and somewhat inside track information, because I watch everything that goes on in this place, that's my responsibility, I would have to submit to you that the truth is, is that although we may land some, we would lose more than we would land. Because there's holes. There's gaps. So I just wanted to challenge you this morning to step up and help us to handle the harvest. Could it be that the 153 are being reserved until there's enough help to pull it in? And oh, by the way, let me in on just a little secret. You say, well, this is just the church begging for help. No, it's not, because I want to just let you in on a little secret. I need to help you this morning to discover this. There's a secret that you discover when you read back through these passages, and that is this, is when you begin to operate in your giftings and you begin to serve, the hole you feel is not just a hole at a church. The hole you feel is the hole in your soul. Because here's the secret. It is when we fill a hole that we become whole. I can prove it to you. I didn't read it to you in verse 11 of, uh, of Luke. What you discover is that after they haul in this harvest, the Bible says in verse 11 that Simon and all the other fishermen, they abandon their boats and they start following Jesus. Why? Because they suddenly found Jesus looked at them and said, now you're going to fish for men. They finally find their purpose and the fulfillment in life when they fill a hole. And what I want to say to some of you this morning is if you would fill a hole, you would discover that you are now whole. It is when we get the attention and the focus off of our own needs and we help other people and we secure the harvest that God has given us. It is in that moment that we suddenly walk in our purpose and our destiny and all of a sudden our soul feels whole once again. So I'm challenging you to get into a gap somewhere. Try something. Grab onto a section of the net. It is, I believe that it is guaranteed that God is going and is sending us a harvest and so we need people that will stand in. So here's what it means. I can't list all of the ways that you can secure the harvest outside this building. What I can do is help you help us secure the harvest inside the building. I am trusting the Holy Spirit to show you ways on Monday and Tuesday and on Wednesday and Thursday and on Friday and Saturday as you're operating out in the community. I'm, I'm trusting God to show you ways to, to land harvest, to secure the, the souls that God has given us. But once you get here, I can list them for you and I can challenge you because this is what I know. I want to make sure that we don't lose one fish. Not one life. Not one mom. Not one dad. 
Not one teenager, not one child, not one young man that doesn't know where he's going to go and doesn't know what he's going to do and his life is torn apart. Not one co-worker, not one neighbor simply because we don't have the holes filled. I just want us to operate with this mentality. If I can open a door and by opening the door they're going to be brought into the kingdom, then sign me up. If I'm going to push a button that nobody even knows I'm pushing and it broadcasts the good news all over the world, then I sign me up if it will cause one person to give their life to Jesus. If I could come on a Wednesday night and smile at one teenager that hasn't had anybody smile at them all week long and it caused them to recognize that somebody loves me and then in the process they determine that Jesus loves me too, then sign me up. If I could take care of one child just for an hour and it causes an opportunity for a mom or a dad to come up in this place and give their life to Jesus, then sign me up. I want to be whole help. I want to fulfill the fact. I I just want to be in the place I need to be where I get my hands dirty and I grab onto the net and I get involved and I help secure the harvest that God has promised and is giving us. Because I'm concerned that if we don't, fish will be lost. Guaranteed fish will be lost. And I believe that what Jesus is challenging us to this morning is to do our part. Simply do our part. So in your chair, I just want you to look. There's a card. Like I said, I cannot list for you all the stuff outside this house, this building, off this property. That's between you and God. But in on this property, there is a place for you. There's always a place for you. There will always be. One of the things that we hear on a regular basis, listen to me this morning. One of the things that we hear on, the, on a regular, on a regular, since day one, because we made a commitment to do things at the very best level that we could do them, what we've been told over and over again is this. Y'all don't need any help. You got everything filled. No, we will find a place for you because we want your hands involved in the harvest. We need you. And so I've listed for you a bunch of different ways. I just want to challenge you this morning to sincerely ask Jesus, how do you need me to help? You don't have to be the most talented, gifted individual in the house. All you got to do is be willing. You can try some stuff. This is a safe place. If you think you can sing, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> and if you can't, we won't let you. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Uh, y'all, y'all don't know. Y'all ain't been where I've been. <laughs> I've been some places I wish somebody had been honest. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they get them go pray for me no I'm praying for me because I got to listen to this <laughs> I, I, you go well I want to help in kids but you're mean to the kids we won't let you keep helping we'll find enough we will find a place for you I promise I, I love you guys and all I want to do is get you plugged in and I want you to get in a hole and haul we want a haul I have, I have challenged I didn't even mean to share this but I'm going to share it real quick and then I'll get out your way I believe that what the Holy Spirit said to me uh, a few weeks ago I got a chance I, it wasn't planned I was supposed to just drive like home and I got stranded in North Carolina for three days with nothing to do literally 
nothing to do. Y'all, one of these days, no, you know, I ain't even taking you there. One of these days, it, it was out in the middle of nowhere, nobody to talk to. And I began to pray, and I believe what the Holy Spirit challenged me was this. Between January 1st of 2023 and the end of 2023, God wants to grow this body by 100 people. Sounds great to me. But how are we going to do that if you don't get plugged in? We'll kill, we'll kill all of our volunteers. They, they, they'll quit and no one ever want to come back because they're exhausted. But if you'd get involved, if you would get involved, God can make this happen. I challenge you to sign up and to fill this thing out. Father, I pray that what you would do is break our hearts. Break our hearts. There are people all around us that are dying and going to hell. Remind us of that. Some of us have been saved for so long that we've forgotten what it's like to be lost. We've literally forgotten what it's like to have no hope. Some of us have, have recently come into relationship with you, but, but we, we tend to forget that now we have a responsibility to turn and find those that are lost and help. Help us. Move us with compassion, God. Break our hearts. Break our hearts when, when young boys and girls don't even know who they are. Don't know who they've been created to be. When moms and dads are fighting and struggling to, 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 to survive. When relationships are being torn apart. When young men and women are, are dying because they're taking pills that they think are going to satisfy them. But in, in the process it kills them. men and women get to the end of their days and they feel like they don't matter and they just want to end it I pray that what you would do in this moment is you would remind us that in our uh, what it feels like so that we could turn and rescue those that are perishing. God, I would pray that you'd give us a harvest, but I don't have to pray that. Your word declares that the harvest is guaranteed. So God, I pray that what would happen instead is you would motivate us to get involved again. Got a sense in my spirit that some of us have checked out. We tried before. We served before. We think we did our time. And there's holes and fish are slipping through the holes. Souls are fishing are sl slipping through those holes. There are gaps. Could you help us today? Could you motivate us with a need that we can respond to? And God, would you grant us the harvest? Help us to secure the harvest that you've promised us. I pray that not one soul would be lost that comes through these doors. I pray that not one mom would leave this place and go, I'm not trying that again. I pray that not one dad would walk through and say, I, I, there's nothing there for me. I pray not one teenager would show up and not find purpose and destiny here. I pray that not one child would walk through these doors that doesn't feel loved on. Help us to close every gap, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Would you just take this card and would you fill it out and when the offering bucket goes by, you can drop it in the offering bucket and we'll get in touch with you and we'll plug you in and help you to find your place.
It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.